two, one. Welcome, Rejects, to episode 20 of the Full Send Rejects. We got another great episode today for you. Our pre-topic banter has us discussing the I-95 collapse, two new sports champions, a tribute to Sir Nuts, who lost his life in the line of my uh, car this week, um, some wedding information, and some pot pie updates. Uh, after that, <laughs> we will go to today's main uh, topics involving some prehistoric swines, a pig farmer with a taste for humans, and, and another asylum that mines for insanity. It's we an hope- asylum. <laughs> <laughs> a prison. Fine, a prison that mines for insanity. They're all asylums to me. Um, we hope you enjoyed today's episode, and if you do, don't be afraid to share with a friend. Now, let's get into it with our pre-topic banter, starting with that I-95 collapse. That shit was crazy. Did you actually look into it? Because I didn't see exactly what happened, just it collapsed. All right, so basically a fuel truck, right? Fuel truck? I believe so. Yeah, it was coming off the ramp, I think, underneath the bridge, and it lost control, uh, caught, tipped over, caught on fire, and... Something between the, the heat of the flames or the smoke just caused the whole section of the to give uh, give out. That is amazing. Unique. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they said there was like a hundred hundred forty or hundred and sixty thousand people who travel that every day. And they pulled well, I mean, 95 runs up and down. Yeah. yeah. And they pulled a body out, I believe it was yesterday. Or was, was it yesterday? Or was it the day before. They pulled somebody out. Yeah, it's uh Oh, they pulled someone out. Yeah, it didn't make it rip. I don't know if it was the truck driver or someone else, because there was a car that was stuck underneath no, the rubble. A, yeah, it was a car stuck. Ah. Which sucks. They should just shut down Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, I'm for it. No, we really picked a good time to not go there for a month. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, we've been going there quite a bit for some reason. Yeah. We're... I guess glutton for gas mileage punishment or something or something something along the lines of doing something for the wedding, going down there for something. Somewhere to be, I guess. Apparently not anymore. Yeah, let's go to Pittsburgh. Yes. I mean, from here you don't take ninety five, it should be fine. Yeah. Yeah, but now you have a hundred and sixty thousand people need a new way to get through. You know, this says something about the way they build these you know these these overpasses and the highways they should be more um what is it flame repellent type of like or have substantial resistant because that shit just crumbled there was a whole uh committee for you know bridge safety and shit like that but it was uh taken away Hmm. hmm you know what I, I am shocked. But all the things we talk about the government on here, what they do, I'm shocked they would take that away. Yeah, it wasn't Biden. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> this is how we get canceled. <laughs> no, we won't get canceled. We'll just have some a few less MAGA people. Yeah. Yeah, Trump. Yeah, uh, the same guy who repealed the, the train, you know, safety stuff. Yeah, he did repeal that after uh, some uh, Obama person put it in there. Dang Obama. 
Thanks, Obama. Speaking of train safety, a train sheared off a tractor trailer like 10 miles away from me. Oh, cool. Yeah, it leaked battery acid everywhere. It's like... You know, there's a lot more train accidents than uh, one would think. Yeah, they seem to be getting more prevalent. I blame the schools. Well, this one was solely the truck's fault. <laughs> well, a lot of people do try and be like, huh, I, I can make this. Or like, I'll just sit here for a yeah. second. It was that one in hometown that, like, it has no arms or anything like that. It just has flashing red lights, so dude probably thought he could make it. He almost got there. Almost. Imagine getting hit by a train and living. I mean, it was just the ass end of his trailer that got hit, but still. That's still a ride. Yeah. Uh, speaking of rides, how's your, uh, how did your uh, ride in Miami for the uh, sporting things go? Yeah. Um, first and last time I ever put face in Florida sports. <laughs> Miami lost, and I'm like, all right, well, the Cats, you know, they still have a chance. They could do this. No, they couldn't. They got fucking smoked. Wasn't like 9 to 1? 9 3. Oh, 9 3. Oh, that's not too bad. Just triple their score. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, but you know, two teams got their uh, championships for the first time the Nuggets and and the Knights. Good for them. Oh, fuck that. Actually, not mad about the Knights. I, I I'm not mad about the Knights, but I'm a little upset over the Nuggets. Yeah. You didn't get your yeah. bonus. No, I just. <sighs> I lost a bet about the Nuggets game, the Nuggets series. <laughs> well, no, I'm just dealing with listening to is Embiid really the best because he didn't win a championship. Oh yeah, yeah, I've been getting that too. Yeah, so that's that's my life right now. Whenever I turn on TV and look at sports, yeah, this this can't uh, be a one man team. Hmm. Can't be a one man team. Uh, nope. Um, cannot. Why do I watch sports? Because sometimes that was a perfect yeah. setup, my guy. Well, see, I might, I might not be able to enjoy watching sports all the time, but I enjoy playing virtual sports a lot. What about you, Billy? Uh, I just had a perfect game against the Mariners. But when we played, how perfect was your game? <laughs> not great. I made one mistake and it went to hell. Oh, you're never gonna live that down. <laughs> he talks so much shit. He was even. He even said after the game, "Oh, well, this is just a little bit of something. Let's try it again." Smoked his ass. Yeah, once I make the first mistake, it's all downhill. Yeah, that was that was pretty bad. Well, mm. I, at least at least you did really well in Mortal Kombat, right? Nope. <laughs> Didn't your wife beat you? <laughs> nope. No, I think he beat her. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah, I did. Yeah, you beat him. Oh. And I oh. suck. <laughs> All that shit talking. I have, it on, I have on Facebook proof of you shit talking. Oh, there's so many memes. 
No, I mean, when he, he commented on something about three weeks ago, uh, one of my things, talking about Mortal Kombat. Uh, I played it since forever. I played the better version, the very first one. Okay, I, I didn't go that far. I know. I'm just being a little eccentric. I'm pretty sure you talk shit on one of the podcasts. How good you are. Probably. Yeah, there, there's, yeah. That Mortal Kombat was your jam. Too bad I sliced through him like butter. <laughs> oh, yeah, we did, because we're talking about uh, Mortal Kombat characters who we like to play with. I was trying to think of Baraka's name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's okay, Billy. You tried. If and you, failed. If you practice really, really, really hard next time and you come back, you'll be ready for the big bag <laughs> Kodak. Yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> Today's well. Last night's the first time I played the show since. <laughs> oh, I was supposed to play uh, startup before, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm ready." I'm like, "Oh, well, I guess I can wait." No, you're done making fun of Billy. Yeah, we get on a better and brighter theme. You're like our uh, wedding progress. Yay! I'm so happy. Wedding invites are out, and RSVPs are now finally coming in. Oh, it's relieving. Shit. That's what you're supposed to do today. <laughs> I know you're going to be there. You're but you're really... the RSVPs. Yeah, I really want the RSVPs. <clears throat> well, that's, that's why we're making an effort. But we should, at 7 o'clock in the morning, it's not easy to remember things. <laughs> <laughs> Just put, put it up uh, the, the night before. Yeah. I'm For once, I'm well, excited. Well, it's not the fill-out yeah. part. <laughs> It's the take it and put it in a mailbox part. We're again like the week before the wedding. The next time we come over, get it to us. Yeah, at least almost everyone but one person has their tux fitted now. Brett and oh yeah, Brett too. Who else? Brett Cole and Nikki. Nikki. She needs to go. Yeah, she's going to twenty. The next week. Okay. I sent a reminder to Brett today, um, and Cole obviously can't go until. About a month before. Yeah, towards the middle of August. I got to take him down there. Did I tell you that um, Billy was a little bit too small for their smallest one? Yeah, he sent me a message personally saying that you, how do you feel that you have a child in your wedding party? <laughs> no, I apologize for it. Yeah, he apologized for it. But they're really I'm just. Sorry, you have a child. They should have just copied and pasted and like took his measurements twice because Nikki's probably the same build. Yeah, we did that math one time. Yeah. We got the respective BMIs. Yeah. Except she has, well, she really doesn't. She has um, chesticles. That's true. She just has chesticles. Yes, she has chesticles. They may not be the biggest, but they're there. <laughs> Still counts. Hey, I'm flat chested. <laughs> Billy's like, and I have nipples. <laughs> I'm in a training bra. <laughs> I'm excited because every okay, Kodak, one day. everybody one said day they liked there. it, so I'm excited. My training bra? No, the suits. <laughs> I'm just happy that everybody liked it. First of all, they're tuxedos. Whatever the hell they are, I'm just happy that it was done. 
We're running out of days. I took, I took uh, half of that Wednesday, all of Thursday, all of Friday. Honestly, the impressive part is all of us men plus Liz went out somewhere and no silliness happened. Yeah, no, we were very, very upstanding and sure about it. Outside of me coming back and realizing Phil brought a beer with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I totally thought you knew. No. <laughs> he brought it I, in there? Yeah, he had it in the car. Oh, I thought he No, he didn't bring it in there. He, he just finished it. He just After snitched. we started, really <laughs> you just snitched. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> so what? Not like he drove anywhere. No. He just snitched. When the dots connected, your face was so frightened. I was trying to think, like, huh, wait a minute. It's illegal to drive with an open container. If you are a police officer, listen to this. I am not about bribery. Hopefully you're not either. <laughs> Unless you are dog. These are all just allegations, by the way. Nothing's here proven. Moving on, speaking of snitching, uh, we still haven't got our pot pie. Yeah. Yeah, so I feel like does Mommy Dearest. Where's our pot pie? Episode 20, it's worth celebrating. Yes, we are twenty deep, unless you count about the one we never, never made it to uh, the surface. <laughs> Our transition to this uh, um, software. But yes, it's a craving. It's out there. Maybe we'll get it by winter. Pot pie is coming. <laughs> <laughs> Pot pie, winter is a good time. <laughs> I mean, any time to feed me is a good time. Oh, yeah, anytime's a great time for pot pie. Yeah. But that winter pot pie just hits a little different. Oh, it does. It makes you all warm and fuzzy inside and makes you feel like you're a real, real winner, except when you're playing Kodak and games. Oof. Stunned silence. <laughs> Insert cricket noises. <laughs> it's okay. It's her life, too, Billy. Don't, don't be worried. Yeah. I hear bullshit all the time. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I wake up with bullshit. You ever woke up, like, just randomly just woke up to somebody just in your face just talking shit first thing in the morning? Or just randomly hitting you with a fact that you had no idea existed? What did you tell me? You uh, rolled yeah, in I lived with Cody. Yeah. <laughs> I rolled over one morning, woke up, and he made, he, like, did you, fun fact, did you know something about penguins, or what was? Penguins made for life? Yeah. Penguins also prostituted themselves for beads to build nests. That's what I woke up to. I literally just opened my eyes. Yeah, you just opened one. Oh, there you go. Remember last week, he was like, I've been, I've been doing this, but no one hears it. Ah, just heard it. (laughs) There it is. It's weird because usually I hold it by my my earbuds, and this time it was just on my table. It's a conspiracy. Oh um, damn it, Well, you guys, you got a new beer. Uh, I think we're about to hear about a story about a certain kind of pig. Ha! Hell, pig. Just when you thought the pig talk was over. 
you can do, what you can do. That sounds awesome. Or like a giant warthog, which also sounds really awesome. Seems like something Spartans would use in war. <laughs> uh, did you guys actually look up the picture of the hell pig? I did. I did not. Again, I tried to learn. I didn't read both of those. So I want you to be able to look up the hell pig. As I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to describe it to you, but they're quite, quite disturbing. Put it this way. If I saw one of these charging towards me. Um, oh, Jesus. <laughs> so I would uh, definitely have some stains in my undergarments. <laughs> what the fuck? That's like a cougar pig hybrid. <laughs> well, if you guys never heard of a help pig, I'm here to help you out. They are a real thing. This is not one of those urban legends or, you know, mythical creatures you, you know, you supposedly hear about. They are real. At least they Pretty were. Boy. They were. Um, these are also known as antelodotes. I believe it's pronounced an antidote. No. Antelope, hmm. aka the Terminator pig. <laughs> I'll be. <laughs> uh, they are no longer roaming around. Uh, the fossils uh, record that they tell a story of these huge, scary-looking creatures. They are um, prehistoric prehistoric mammals. They lived about thirty-eight million years ago and went completely extinct about sixteen million years ago. So they weren't really around for that long. I mean, 22 million years is quite a while to be around. Compared to, like, crocodiles and stuff. For species, that's pretty short. Yeah. All right, well... Kill dodo had a better run. Yeah, I mean, some things live a while longer. But these things, I mean... I'll tell you, I'll get into it. Uh, the characteristics of these uh, hell pigs, the, their physical aspect is... Uh, Oh, let me see. Where are we at? Oh, I wanted to tell you about the unique features they have. Uh, their, their sizes are huge, okay? These are large, bulky animals. They're within seven feet of length. That's huge. God damn. And at least six feet in height at the shoulder, weighing over a 1,000 pounds. Most of these uh, on the scale, a uh, 1,000 pounds was normal, but they some recorded... Um, up to like 2,000 based off their bone structure uh, of their fossils. Like a fucking Clydesdale. Yeah. With tusks. Okay, the hell pig's heads. Uh, they are broad. They have flat snouts, a powerful jaw strong enough to crush bones and consume a wide range of food sources. Like bones. Yeah. Sure. Uh, they have... These prehistoric mammals have these long curved tusks that um, protrude from their lower jaw. These tusks were likely used for fighting, digging for food, displaying dominance, and the sharp teeth for slicing through flesh and grinding plant material. Oh, so a hell pig is a herbivore. Yes. It's like a multi-tool. <laughs> they look mean and scary, but they like apples too. <laughs> She'll try to get a chunk out of your leg. <laughs> All right. Well, their body um, is robust barrel-shaped bodies with a hump on their spine. 
Uh, this hump was likely to compose of fat, similar to a bison, and could be served as an um, energy source uh, for reserving energy for insulation during harsh environment uh, conditions. I mean, as I was doing my research on it, I feel like it's like a bunch of random mammals put together. It's just a beefy pig. It's like if... Uh... But it has the hump, like a camel reserves, and they insulate their hump as well. So well, don't it's like, forget. I feel like it's all like pieces of other animals. Well, don't forget, back then there used to be camels in this area too. Oh, that's what I'm saying. It's like, what yeah. are these? I'm picturing like a smaller woolly woolly mammoth. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> it's like a buffalo fuck a deer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, legs and their hoofs. Their uh, their legs were stout and powerful. This sturdy limb structure um, supports the massive body and allowed them true uh, to traverse through various terrains. They're they were built. Ford tough. They're thick. <laughs> yeah. They're thick as thick as. Yeah. All right. Here's where it gets gets a little weird. The closest relatives to the held pigs are actually hippos and whales. Hmm. Yeah. But if you look at some of the pictures, you can see they're very hippo-like in the body. But the whale thing completely threw me off. They are not related to a modern-day pig. Though it would be easy to assume that such a fierce creature would be a carnivore, they are actually omnivores, eating plant life as well as meat. Do you know Colombia has a problem with hippos? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks to, oh, what was that? Who was the guy from Narcos? Oh, Hippo Bill. Hippo Escobar. Hmm. Yeah, he brought a bunch of hippos, and now they can't fucking, because they have no natural predators. Now they're <laughs> just a, a nuisance for Colombia, and nobody can do a damn thing about them. They're actually one of the scariest freaking things on the planet. They kill 400 people a year in Africa. They're, they're crazy. I want to pet one. Also, I want to pet one. True. The German word for hippo translates to water horse. Huh. It sure does. Yep. Well, they have very horse-like le uh, legs, these hell pigs. Uh, the skeleton remains of this horse-sized pig <laughs> haha, can be found in museums such as the um, ancient Ozark Natural History Museum in Branson and the Museum of Natural History in Colorado. Um, I think it would be cool to see one of these giant beasts in captivity, of course, if they were still around this day and age. Um, but you can go, the Solar Start muse uh, Museums actually have their skeleton, like, I wouldn't say actual bones, but, you know, the mock-up of their skeletons and give them a brief description. I've never even heard of these things till a couple um, episodes ago when I randomly looked it up when we were doing the attack on the pigs. Ah, yes. And I looked it up and I thought it was neat. So uh, I hope you guys enjoyed my Not a Swine Swine. It's my little pun on Billy's Not Asylum Asylums. Um, <laughs> these uh, There's so many things about this uh, that I really, I could have gone into more, but it was more just research on when, like where they were found and what paleontologists uh, thought about them. Uh, but they were oh, obviously very real, Looking very at the huge. skeletal structure compared to a human. Yeah, they're huge. Well, you got to think they're, <laughs> they're seven feet in just like stretch. Thickest. Yeah. 
Those boys on Yellowstone couldn't handle these bastards. And in height, well, there's you know well. six feet, and that's just standing. That's that's not that's not on their hind legs. That's just standing on all four legs. These things are beefy, fucking animals. But they're prehistoric. It looks like what I assume a werewolf would probably look like. You know, it gave me very werewolf, um, uh, like saber tooth vibes. It, it looks like something out of a freaking um, cartoon, really. That looks like if Manny from Ice Age had steroids. Right? It gave me, I don't know, man. Look at this fucking thing. 100%. This thing is crazy. Like some pictures, it looks like a lion. Some pictures they look like a fucking ant eater. Like there's, they have so many different looks. Like compared to a, a modern day pig, like a wild boar, they were just fucking. I wonder how it tastes. It looks like a Nigel. Yo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder how much how wet. It'd probably be tough. Yeah, they're probably lean as shit. Yeah, probably be gamey. But some of these just, they're just crazy looking. It's one of those things to where they're, you know, there's you go based off their skeleton. But if you actually had to, like, see one. I would shit. I would shit. Like, the size of this thing is just outrageous. Some some pictures, it actually does look like a hippo. Those are all mock-ups. Yeah, they're all... Unfortunately, we didn't invent cameras 18 million years ago. Yeah, unfortunately. But I feel like it's a mix. But yeah, it was a... What is it compared to? Oh, it's actually compared to a giant sloth in size. Yeah, now there's an animal. No, we stand next to to one of those. uh, Yeah. So... In D.C., yeah, so it's standing on its hind legs would be about as big as a giant sloth. Which are completely... I've never seen a giant sloth. Oh my god, the prehistoric ones are uh, freaking... they're fucking huge. Holy crap, they're... they're um, I have Google up. Yeah, look up giants, the giant uh, ground sloth. sloth. I had to do a paper on that once. I think I should. I want to do an episode. Probably an episode. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, they didn't fuck around in prehistoric ages, bro. They, us little people, would not survive. I mean, we did beat them out. We could probably outrun them. The sloth. I don't know about the pig. Yeah, the pig. I feel like the pig can go at least you know forty-five, fifty mile an hour of. Pure hell. I don't know. I mean, you see hogs today are down like Arkansas. One, they're five hundred pounders, and they go pretty quick. Yeah, wildebeests are fucking insane. True. Yeah, they are pretty slow. You can definitely outrun those motherfuckers, but their claws are. Whew! Those things I mean, are still won't have it. I've had it. Yeah, I think I want to do an episode on one of these. Their claws were at least 17 inches long. 
fucking cut through. Yeah, fuck that. But yeah, that's that's my story on uh, a hell pig. You're yeah. welcome. Not a pig pig. Then we will go from the hell pigs to a pig farmer who raised hell. <laughs> Listen, this is a wild story. You found this by a... It's North Canadian, so... Oof. It is Canadian, um, yeah. but he's... Uh, yeah. Uh, Robert Pickton. I don't want to spoil the rest of it, so... <laughs> <laughs> Did you read any of this, considering I just finished it an hour ago? Uh, just the Canadian blank blank, which just <laughs> seems weird to me. All right, so you're in for a ride. Um, yeah, so I found this as I was looking at Rose when her ride up, and I just clicked on things, and I found this guy. I was like, all right. He sounds interesting. So Robert Picton, a Canadian serial killer who was also a pig farmer. Uh, that's right, Rejects. We're going to double dose of bacon today. <laughs> Canadian bacon. <laughs> Canadian bacon. Um, Picton is one of the most prolific Canadian serial killers in history, which really goes against the whole polite Canadian trope. So I think he just, you know, balancing the scales a little bit. Well, this was a while ago, so like he's probably the last one. Uh, he's still alive. Really? Yep, we'll get there. Spoiler. <laughs> Shit. Um, yeah, this wasn't that long ago, actually. Uh, Robert was born October 24th, 1949, to two pig farmers about 17 miles east of Vancouver. Uh, he had an older sister who was sent to live in Vancouver because uh, the parents thought that a farm was not a place to raise a girl. Um, however, they did think that the farm was a good place to not give a shit about child labor laws because Robert and his younger brother would soon be put to work at a uh, really early age. Uh, Louise, who is the uh, mother, was a very demanding woman and would prioritize the boys to take care of the pigs over things such as basic hygiene and their schoolwork. Uh, Robert would often go to class in dirty, unwashed clothes, and where he earned the nickname Stinky Piggy from his classmates. Um, despite this, Robert did develop a close bond with his mother, as his dad would often be the oink out of him. <laughs> I mean, we learned the joys of child labor. No, no, it's already giving me um, Bates vibes. Child labor have ruined this country. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. Yeah. His dad was not a nice man at all. It gets worse. He's, he's a little demented. I can um, already see where uh, he start, why he became the Oh, just wait. Went we'll, we'll to this next little paragraph here. Um, after the second grade, Robert was placed in a special needs class, which really didn't help with the uh, bullying in school or his uh, father abusing the shit out of him. Uh, at the age of 12, uh, Robert took on a calf as his own personal pet. However, one day at the school, he could not find it. His dad told him to go look in the barn where Robert learned that his dad slaughtered the cow uh, just because he was attached to it. Dad. Oh, yeah. He just left the cow there, all slaughtered and cut up and whatnot, just for Robert to go in there. He could have fed it to him. Oh, he was just trying to teach him a lesson. I hope he didn't have steak for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> ground beef. <laughs> uh, yeah, he oh. was grounded. Oh. <laughs> uh, Robert, uh, unsurprisingly, would drop out of school at the ripe old age of fourteen. And he would go work as a meat cutter for seven years before coming to work at the farm full time. 
Is that child labor again? God damn it. Uh, you know what? Who needs child labor? Um, we all do. <laughs> as Robert and his brother took over the farm, uh, some farmhands noticed that Robert was a really quiet guy with random spouts of bizarre behavior. And I would also note that the farm became a really kind of creepy place to work. Gee, I wonder why. Oh, just just wait. Good. <laughs> there's, there's some fun stuff coming up. Um, the brother soon said, fuck the farm, and registered as a nonprofit charity named Piggy Palace Good Time Society. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like a strip club. Well, kind of was. Um but that was in 1996, and they claimed to host events for service organizations, sporting clubs, and other worthy groups. However, the brothers would often host raves for sex workers in a converted slaughterhouse that was often visited by the Hells Angels. Hmm. And these raves would often attract up to 2,000 people at a time. This sounds like the club in Blade. Does <laughs> <laughs> blood rain down? It's clobbering time. <laughs> Uh, on March 23rd, 1997, Picton would find himself in trouble with the law as he was arrested for attempted murder of Wendy Lynn Eistetter after stabbing her several times during an altercation. Uh, Wendy claimed that Robert handcuffed her, but she escaped with several lacerations and would disarm Robert and stab him with his own weapon. Uh, Robert was noted as visiting a hospital for treatment as Wendy was being treated in the same ER uh, in the same hospital. Uh, Robert was released on a 2000 Canadian money bail. I think they use Canadian dollars, but they might use maple syrup or Canadian bacon as currency. I don't know. <laughs> Not Canadian commerce. Maple leaves. What do they use? Maple leaves. Maple leaves? Okay. Well, yeah, the leaves are their money. Ah, fair enough. Um, the charges would eventually be dropped. However, the brothers were facing a lawsuit from local government over zoning issues as they use agricultural land as a party spot instead of, you know, actual farming. Uh, they reacted to this by hosting a giant 1998 New Year's Eve party, which was followed by an injunction banning parties at the farm, which authorized police to come arrest anyone who partied at the location. The no-profit status was soon stripped as Robert could not produce financial statements. They were bad. Ragers with prostitutes. <laughs> However, over the next three years, a farmhand by the name of Bill Hiscox... <laughs> I knew you were going to laugh, you immature, <laughs> immature woman. How did you not expect both of us to not laugh? <laughs> It's not that I didn't expect it. It's just... It's even spelled? I know. C-O-S. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Exactly. Well, Billy Hiscox <laughs> noticed, or notified police that he began to notice women were mysteriously disappearing from the farm after visiting. On February 6, 2002, the Canadian pigs would raid the farm, and yes, I mean the police, <laughs> on, <laughs> on a warrant for illegal firearms. Robert and his brother David were arrested, and the police would raid the farm a second time in a missing woman investigation. Personal effects of missing women were found and collected as evidence. Robert was charged with weapon offenses, but was released. However, he was kept under surveillance. On February 22, 2002, 
Robert would be arrested for the first-degree murders of Serena Abotsway and Mona Wilson. Over the years, investigations led to many more accusations, bringing the charges of first-degree murder to 27 by May of 2005. The cost of the investigation was around 70 million Canadian moose coins. Again, I don't really know Canadian currency. All of the buildings on the property would end up demolished except for a small barn. Twenty-seven, huh? Yeah, twenty-seven. One second. Call the recording. We're recording. Ten after. At least you know you have to edit after that. What's the matter? You're bored. Yeah. So you can interrupt the recording. No, recording. Nicole, we're recording. You can go play on your laptop. Or lay down and go to bed and do something. Play on your phone, play on your laptop. Now we have to cut all this out. All right, love you. How's your back? All right, go lay down. Relax. Oh, that's why he's bored because his all this shit was down here. Yep. Where you left off? Um, the small barn. Billy said 27, yeah, 27 first degree murders. He could get off that. Well, just wait and see. All right. <laughs> oh, good. He does. <laughs> I'm assuming. Ah, just wait. A uh, forensic scientist had a difficult time identifying bodies due to decomposition, including uh, bodies that are being eaten by insects and pigs. Um, yeah, they do do that. Uh, they brought in some giant-ass ex excavators, actually, to really dig up this land, uh, searching everywhere they could. Uh, on March 10th, 2004, government officials announced that they believe that Robert ground up human flesh, mixed it with pork, and sold it to the public, <laughs> as well as their belief that he fed bodies directly to his pigs. He actually didn't oh, I had, I had bacon for dinner. Well, there might be a person in there. There might be a Canuck. Yeah, that was from 2004, but... <laughs> there could be another one. It could be a, a copycat or a copy pig. Uh, during the preliminary inquiries, Wendy, the uh, survivor from before, testified that he had sex... Or, oh, not he. She had sex with Robert who then handcuffed her and stabbed her. Uh, she broke free, stabbed him back, and fled. Now, you remember when you I said that... assume her gender. Huh? Do you assume her gender? Their gender? I may have. You know, this is her testifying, so it was a she. She was a she. <laughs> so, ha, can't trap me like that. Listen, back then they only had two. <laughs> That's true. Now, yeah, if you, you remember... Know. Remember how I said they're both treated in the same hospital? Mm-hmm. Well... When they were there, the doctors found a key in his pocket that unlocked her handcuffs. So that was some pretty damn evidence. Damn. Uh, it was re re revealed, though, that during this time, the charges were dropped because police did not think Wendy was stable due to her drug abuse problems. So it was like, ah, you know, she's a drug addict. We don't have to care. Uh, it was also revealed that Robert's boots from that night was left in evidence for seven years. Nobody, you know, really cared to look. And these boots contain DNA samples of two women who went missing in 1997 on his farm. 
Hmm. Now, don't blame all the cops for, you know, not giving a shit. There is a detective, Lorimer Schenher, uh, who did attempt to gather resources for an investigation in 1998. However, she could not gain support or uh, more resources to conduct a proper investigation. God bless Canada. <laughs> Uh, in 1999, uh, there was allegations, uh, a swirling, of human flesh in Robert's fridge. He actually consented to a search by police, and they found nothing. He was a pretty crafty cannibal. Hmm. Yeah, it's ground pork. Yeah, he was uh, also rumored to eat some of these people, so you know. Uh, the trial would begin on January 30, 2006, in New Westminster, with Robert denying all charges. Uh, Justice James Williams would dismiss two charges due to lack of evidence, bringing them down to, was that 25? Or no, tw 26, I think. Uh, Justice Williams decided to split the charges into two separate trials, with the first trial for six counts of first-degree murder. This was done so it wasn't as much of a burden on the jury, and the six counts for the first trial were chosen due to similar similarities in their cases. Now, a media ban would be in effect, and this took about... A year until there's actual uh, things happening in the court between jury selection, uh, gathering of evidence, stuff like that. And most of this time, there was a media ban. But after a year, it would be lifted, and the public were now able to learn details of the murders. Uh, the investigations revealed skulls cut in half with feet and hands stuffed inside them, uh, remains found in heat garbage bags, Blood-stained clothing found in Robert's trailer, another victim's jawbone and teeth found in his slaughterhouse, and a 22 revolver with a dildo wrapped around it in an attempt to silence a handgun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was him admitting that, too, that he wrapped a dildo around it to try and have it be a silencer. Uh, and the dildo... Why not? <laughs> A dildo uh, also contained the victim's DNA as well as Robert's. So they were probably pouring around a little before he did that. He said, pew, 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 get fucked. <laughs> uh, head trauma. Anyway. Uh, like I said, it was about an, a year until they actually went to court over everything. On February of 2007, uh, the following information was presented to the court by the prosecutors. There was 80 unidentified DNA profiles, half yes. male and half female. That's a lot. Oh, yeah. There, there's a lot there. Equality. Um, yeah, half male, half female. 100% pig. Uh, there was the 22 revolver with the dildo as a suppressor, boxes of 357 ammunition, night vision goggles, uh, two pairs of fur-lined handcuffs, a syringe. Mm -hmm with roughly three milliliters of a blue liquid found inside it. And for whatever reason, samples of a Spanish fly aphrodisiac. Hmm. What was in the blue liquid? Uh, not, well, blue liquid, that could have been, uh, oh, what's that, narcotic? Not meth. I forget. You keep reading yeah, just look it up real quick. Do the research. Yeah, I, I think the dude was just a kink break. No, there's like a blue liquid. Because I remember when we um, I went to the hospital and we had crack babies that are born. Uh, so their body wouldn't go into shock and die. We would, uh, it was some blue liquid we pulled in that was a narcotic that, that we could uh, give them to wean them off the drugs. Ecstasy? 
No, it wasn't ecstasy. Hmm. I will figure it out. Date rape drug? De definitely not a date rape drug. Actually, for this guy, it might have been. GHB? Yeah, it's probably GBH. Yeah. One of those. Um, some other evidence that came forward was uh, some videotapes. Uh, one was of one of Robert's friends detailing how Robert gave advice on killing heroin addicts by injecting them with windshield washer fluid. Huh, could have been that, too. I think we think we figured out what the blue liquid was. Yeah, that could have been it. A second tape was a separate associate associate who mentioned how Robert would kill sex workers and feed them to his pigs. Hmm. There's also uh, contents of Robert's garbage, which contained human remains. Now, despite all this stuff here. Uh, allegedly, a juror was overheard saying how she already made up her mind that Robert was innocent. Uh, the judge would question her, and he she denied it, and he allowed her to stay because there really wasn't any evidence that she said this. Just rumors. Um, but Robert was found not guilty of all six counts of first-degree murder. Wow. This fucking guy told you he'd get up. But he was found guilty on six counts of second-degree murder. You guys assumed. Uh, oh, fuck. I should have read further. <laughs> that's, that's why I left the space. Purposely hoping I catch one of you guys. Um, and you did. Yep. He was sentenced to life in prison with no chance for parole for 25 years, which was the max duration for second-degree murder. Now, on January 7, 2008, the Attorney General filed an appeal on the not guilty counts for first-degree murder. Now, this concerned the families of the victims because, you know, Robert was likely to die in prison, but if the prosecution argued that the judge made errors, it could lead to an earlier release for Robert. Uh, the attorney general was also criticized for not talking to the families for making this choice. Now, the appeal was shot down, and also Robert had an appeal with the uh, local courts. It was also shot down, but now he filed an appeal with the Supreme Court. Um, during this time, his other 20 first-degree murder cases were kind of just put on stay. He was never put on trial for them. And during all this time, there was a lot of legal stuff that was going on. I don't know what it means. It was very confusing to me, but long story short, his appeals were denied, and he would find himself incar incarcerated at a penitentiary in Port Cartier, Quebec. Hmm. Quebec's nice. Uh, not for his victims. Well, now, I have his victims listed here. It's quite a bit. Um, of the six women he was found guilty of killing, there was Serena Abatsway, who was 29 when she disappeared. Um, her foster mother was actually reported her missing about two and a half weeks after she went missing, or last seen. And now uh, Mona Lee Wilson, who went missing after seeing her doctor on November 30, 2001. Um, Andrea Josbury, who was 22 when she was last seen in June 2001, uh, reported missing June 8th. There's Brenda Ann Wolf, who was 32. Uh, was last seen February 1999, reported missing April 25th, 2000. There's Why Martin. the fuck did that one take so long? Well, keep in mind, uh, sex workers. 
Ah, uh, right, right, right. Some people are looking for it. Hey, my what the fuck. <laughs> There's a resend. Uh, there was Marnie Lee Frey, last seen August 97 and reported missing on December 29th, 97. Uh, there was, and then finally, there's Georgina Faith Papin, Papin last seen January 90, 1999 and reported missing in March 2001. So that was even further. Jesus. Now, there was the other 20 women he was accused of murder, but he never faced trial for. There's Jacqueline Michelle McDonald, who was 22 when she was last seen January 19, 1999. Uh, Diane Rosemary Rock, uh, 34, last seen October 19, 2001, reported missing December 13th. Heather Kathleen Batomley, uh, who was 27, last seen and reported missing on the same day, April 17, 2001. There it is. Uh, Jennifer Lynn Firminger, uh, last seen in 1999, and, you know, you were happy the last person was, you know, reported the same day. Uh, this one was never reported missing. Yeah, I was going to ask why there was never a, uh, report yeah, these, missing. These last, uh, few here, they were, were really reported. Um, yeah, maybe a little later down the road here, some of them were. What happened? So we just had a bit of audio trouble here and our connection shut off. So we apologize for any convenience. Uh, starting back here with the victims. Uh, we have Helen May Hallmark, last seen August 1997. Uh, Patricia Patricia Rose Johnson, last seen in March 2001. I did almost put that name up. <laughs> Call her Pat. Yo, we don't get the Popeye. I know you listen. <laughs> Chicken pot pot pie. Uh, we've got Heather Chinook, 30, last seen April 2001. Tane Hollick, 23, uh, last in October 1996. Uh, Sherry Irving, 24, last in 1997. Inga Monique Hall, 46, last in Fe February 1998. Uh, Tiffany Drew, last in November December 1999. Sarah D. Freeze, last in April 1998. Cynthia Felix, last in December 1997. Angela Rebecca Jardine, last seen on November 20th, 1998, uh, during a rally in downtown Vancouver. Uh, Diana Melnick, last seen in December 1995. A Jane Doe, uh, and the charges were lifted due to lack of evidence. A Deborah Lynn Jones, last seen December 2000. Wendy Crawford, last seen December 1999. Carrie Kosky, last seen in January 1998. Andrea Faye Borhaven, last seen in March 1997, and Kara Louise Ellis, a.k.a. Nikki Trimble, who was 25 and last seen in 1996 and was reported missing in October 2002. Fuck. A lot of names. Um, I know there's a lot of names, but I feel like the proper thing to do is, you know, pay some respect to their names and, and their memory. And on top of that, he admitted to 40-plus more murders. That they just have no trace of? 
yeah, they couldn't really find um, their bodies or, you know, decomposition and all that other stuff. He ate them. The pigs. Yeah, he was uh, eating them and selling them to people. Cannibalism. It's a great time. Now, after his arrest, a farmhand named Lynn Ellenson came forward to investigators and told them that she witnessed Robert skinning a woman alive while on a meat hook. Uh, she admitted that she uses information for blackmail instead of coming to the police when it originally happened. Yo, was this guy the like, base of Terrifier? Because that sounds very Terrifier. Uh, there was a movie based off him, actually, yeah, but not that. Um, now, as you may have noticed here, there are some incompetence by the police, you know, not really investigating when there's allegations. They could have done more. Uh, yeah, well, they were sued by the children of the victims for failing to protect them. And in the end, each child was compensated 50,000 beaver tails, or some yes. form of legal Canadian tender. <laughs> <laughs> With, and uh, the police did not have to admit they're liable. So, That's oh. awesome. yeah. I wanted um, to share, though. Yeah, yeah almost, almost done. And you, get, you found a drink yeah. based off him. Yeah. Um, in 2016, uh, Robert would sneakily release an autobiography called Picton, in his own words, by passing on his writings to a cellmate who released them to be published. Uh, the 144-page book uh, was picked up by a lot of people, but mounting pressure would cause its sales to end. Uh, even Amazon pulled it from their uh, website. So if you have a copy of that. It's probably worth some money. Yeah. Uh, there has also been a movie made based on Robert, uh, 2005's Killer Picton. Uh, to this day, Robert Picton is still alive at the ripe age of 73, uh, rotting away in a prison cell. And you have a drink that you found based off him. Yeah, well, during my, uh, my little inquiry of uh, trying to figure out what the blue liquid is, I stumbled across a restaurant owner. Um, actually, it's a wing restaurant in Surrey. Um, this uh, this restaurant was actually sued because they had a drink called the Willie Picton, or AKA the Willie Blue. Um, and they also had a name called the Blue Liquid, which is it's actually served in the syringe. <laughs> Um, the drink is made out of blue carousel, a melon liqueur, orange juice, cranberry juice, and blackberry liqueur. It that sounds delicious. It does, and it's a blue, and it turns out to be blue, like a weird teal blue, like a liquid you find in a, a syringe. Yeah, like windshield washer fluid. <laughs> yeah, something like that. This guy's creepy looking. Yeah, he looks kind of. He looks like someone who does some weird shit. Yeah, this restaurant had a bunch of um, weird name drinks: the Muff Dive, the Muff Dive, the Incredible Hulk, the Undertaker, and then right there, the little Willie Picton. Hmm. They had to remove her from their menu, um, and they had to rename it something else. But they also have the Rocky Mountain Bear Fucker. Which is what <laughs> the mount the Rocky Mountain Bear Fucker? It's uh one part Jack Daniels, one part 151, and one part tequila. That sounds like death. 
that sounds like I'm going to make a bad decision. Like fucking a bear. Yeah. A freight train. They had a King Kong. Oh, they, have, it is weird. they have a lot of weird name drinks. And that was one of the ones they had to remove off their, uh, their menu. Yeah, this guy definitely is uh, he's a looker. Oh, yeah. Well, now that I want that insane guy, we can uh, dive into a asylum. It's not an asylum. It's not prison. It's a penitentiary. You know, from a guy serving in a, in a penitentiary to a whole-ass penitentiary. The Brushy Mountain State Penitentiary. Onward. <laughs> All right. Brushy Mountain State Penitentiary. Um, opened in 1896 following what was known as the Coal Creek War. Brushy, as it became to be known, was a prison and a fully functional mine. Uh, the protesting miners weren't happy about the state shipping in convicts to reduce the cost of coal mine would have to pay for their workers. It's kind of Molly Maguire type shit. Hmm. If that makes sense to any listeners, I'm sure it probably does. Makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. I know my history. Right. Uh, eventually, the miners won their case, um, sort of. Uh, on January 1st, 1896, the mine was officially renamed as the Brushy Mountain Mine and Prison and used only inmates to work in the mines. Uh, the inmates were sent down to the mines while others were uh, sent to build, build a railroad spur, operated coke ovens, which I don't know what that is, but it sounds like a great time. And then others were sent to work on the on-site farm. Isn't a coke oven something they use in, in mines? I would assume. It just it's, sounds like it'd be fun. I don't think it's as uh, interesting as one might hear from uh, hearing coke in oven. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a chamber of brick or other heat-resistant material in which coal is heated to separate the coal gas, coal water, and tar. Huh. The coke is the coal gas and coal water fusing together with carbon in the remainder ash forming a hard residue, which is the coke. You'd think I'd know that living here. Well, today you learned. Oh, shit. Uh, the original structure, obviously, which was built by the prisoners, uh, was made of wood, but it was later updated in the 20s to a castle-like structure using stone mined by the prisoners themselves. Uh, how very reduce, reuse, recycle of them. <laughs> uh, the remodel was meant to help with overcrowding, but the prison was still at 976 inmates in 1931, which was 300 inmates over their max. So we have a typical overcrowding prison of minors who are probably a little pissed off. Yeah, sounds familiar. So, so this was this whole structure, this prison, was made of wood. Uh, originally, yes. I am quite surprised no one attempted to just light it on fire in an escape attempt. You, yeah, you'd think that would be, like, a, a thing, right? Yeah, I mean, they have fire for, like, because they have to mine. Yeah, they're digging coal. Yeah. I'm surprised nobody tried to catch it on fire so they can just leave. 
Or not. They weren't thinking. Or not. Got some beavers in there. Mm-hmm. Call that Canadian dude. He'll sign some down. The prison itself wasn't really known for having many escape attempts, as it was even known as the Alcatraz of the South. Hmm. Uh, one of the more famous inmates that I'll get into in a little bit, actually probably one of the more notable escape attempts, uh, but he was eventually re- uh, returned to the prison less than three days later. Uh, the penitentiary temporarily closed in 1972 following a strike by the prison guards, citing unsafe working conditions and demanding a union. Uh, eventually, the state backed down, making the prison the first and only unionized jail in the state of Tennessee at the time. Uh, the governor of Tennessee was staunchly against the union and tried to bring it down, eventually failing in his efforts. Uh, several more efforts to take the union down were made through the years, none of which were actually successful. Damn, imagine being an inmate during the uh, strike yeah, I don't know exactly what they did with the inmates. Probably just left them there, just brought people in just to give them food and whatnot. Yeah, probably. I mean, it was kind of like the replacement refs when the NFL refs went on strike. <laughs> They'll just throw food at them instead of flags. It's fine. Yeah, they're not in the mind. Just fucking get a cannon or a catapult and just eat some food in there. Just... Uh, beginning in the 1980s, the penitentiary kind of dropped its max security level once the population de- depleted. Um, this was due to changes in restrictions and treatment uh, for the prisoners. Yeah, how they're um, It seems like a, huh? During the strike, how were they medicated? You know what? He did say they're closed, so they probably just moved them all out. Temporarily. Hmm. But do people really care about people in penitentiaries? This is America, so no. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead, Billy. Sorry. Tennessee, America in the 70s at the time. <laughs> I don't think Tennessee was ever on the cusp of being, you know, forward thinking. Progressive. Yeah, not, even, not even close. Uh, beginning in the 1980s, the penitentiary kind of dropped their max security level um, once the population depleted due to changes in restrictions for treatment of prisoners. Um, it seemed like a great idea to, you know, just have all types of criminals in there. But now you have someone who committed a low-level crime in the same walls as a high-level murderer and other violent types of criminals. Um, I can't figure out what could possibly go wrong here. <laughs> it's a mystery. In 1998, the prison joined with the Morgan County Correctional Complex, which sounds really fancy. Um, This made Morgan County the only other second unionized prison in Tennessee. Um, They were doing pretty well with progress down there, as it was only the second in the state in 1998. I guess there's some progress there. Uh, in 2008, the prison was recognized as the oldest functioning prison in the country. Uh, the prison eventually did close its doors on June 11th of 2009. 
It still technically held the maximum security name because they had 90, a 96 bed wing for the most violent offenders. However, the prison was never used for actual planned executions. See, you say planned, like you're about to throw in some unplanned executions later. Oh, you think there's some foreshadowing? <laughs> I, I, I see you're setting up here. Uh, today, Brushy is open for tours along with um, housing a distillery that makes probably shit moonshine, if we're being honest. Uh, vodka and whiskey, along with a cafeteria format style restaurant called the Warden's Table Restaurant. Our kind of place. <laughs> yeah, we should go try it. I mean, road trip to Tennessee, see some fucked up prisons? Yeah. Now, you guys are probably asking yourselves why exactly I'd cover what sounds like a pretty normal southern prison. Uh, in the beginning, it carried the moniker for several years into the operation as the end of the line to convicts of Tennessee. Hmm. While oh, it was being be used in the mine. Yeah, yeah, pretty much Florida. <laughs> it's just, you could probably cut Tennessee down and we'd be fine. <laughs> Uh, while it was being used as a mine operation, several deaths obviously occurred. Um, guards would also punish the workers with the good old corporal punishment. Um, they would beat inmates for the smallest of infractions. They would even just randomly shoot an inmate in the head for doing something minusculely wrong. There um, it is. Yeah, they they weren't planned executions. <laughs> um. The guards left the body lie until someone would come along to move the body to the death house. You know, I'm trying to get an idea here. Not saying I ever would, but if I ever want to like commit murder, I'm just gonna go join the correctional system and not be a pig farmer. Because one of these you know, people the can prisons higher than crazy. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them are hiring. No one wants to work anymore. God damn it. I'm trying to work. That is totally a joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's a terrible idea, by the way. What? To work, to work in a correctional place? Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I have a buddy who does it. It sounds like a bad time. Well, place I just interviewed at. They're a juvenile corrections place. You weren't there for corporal punishment. No, that's true. That, that's like a nice yeah, place. Yeah, so I don't think they allow that too much anymore. Like I'm sure it still goes on, but oh no, it's actually very surprised. Like how much like these people cared about these kids. Oh yeah, no, I don't mean them. I mean like in prison. Oh yeah. It's either taken out on them or taken out on their wives. Yeah. I think that's unfair to say. I'm sure some of them are gang go home beat up their husbands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, son of Tony. <laughs> you were ready for uh, that. <laughs> you had to. Uh, 
The death house, as it was known, was used to store bodies of the dead until they could be taken to the cemetery. Think kind of like a morgue, but just no freezers. Oh. Uh, several of these deaths were mine workers, while others were murder victims from the guards or other inmates themselves. Uh, later, the D block, which was used to house the max security inmates, was built in the location of the death house. Visitors, guides, and even ex-guards report scratches, voices, and footsteps in the D-block. Ah, damn. You can just go hear a murder. Oh, it's better. Oh, can't wait. Uh, another hot spot in the prison that was obviously added later after restrictions and all that shit um, was the auditorium. So when you say the restrictions... You see restrictions, but they weren't they, allowed to shoot them in the head anymore? Yeah, no, they weren't allowed to just randomly beat the shit out of them for dropping, like, a tray or something. <laughs> or just blow their brains out in the middle of the yard, you know. For fun. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> and play duck hunt in the middle of the fucking yard. <laughs> Fuck that dog. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another hot spot in the prison <laughs> was obviously added later. Uh, was the auditorium. Trying to do this and still laughing is really hard. <laughs> okay, take three. Another hot spot in the prison that was obviously added later was the auditorium. Uh, the auditorium was used for movie nights for the prisoners. Sounds fun. Uh, using the cover of the cover of darkness in the theater, prisoners were known to slash each other's throats during the movie. Oh, uh, nice. Mickey Mouse just got a lot more fucking hardcore. <laughs> oh, it's a boy. Mickey Mouse clubhouse. Come inside, it's dead <laughs> inside. That's a surprise tool. <laughs> oh, toodles. I'm just letting you get it all out. <laughs> I, I think I'm good now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm good now. Please continue. <laughs> uh, guards and guys who like share stories of being scratched in the auditorium. Even stating that blood has been drawn on several occasions. <laughs> I knew it was um, <laughs> Others have stated a creeper in the auditorium. Now, this guy is my favorite entity that's supposed to be uh, roaming brushy. Um, accounts say that a black shadow-like creature slithers and crawls to the floor, climbs walls, and even the ceiling. Um, having violent criminals in a movie theater sounds about as stupid as having them work in a slaughterhouse. Uh, from a couple episodes back. We're doing a callback. Huh, callback. Hey, there's a slaughterhouse today, too. Yeah. Oh, well, fucking look at that. It worked, and we did not even plan it. It brought it all around. So, this creature is slithering. It, so, this is a slithering. It doesn't have any feet, right? Um, They say, like, from what I've read and seen, it's like just the upper body and then kind of just fades away in the darkness. Ah, so there's a there's a chance it's still a mouse. 
It I'll could, in fact, probably be a mouse. Oh, boy. See, I was waiting for a Harry Potter reference. <laughs> well, they're just slithering around. Oh, slithering. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, boy. <laughs> you brought this on yourself. <laughs> I, I I voluntarily am marrying this man. I, I I'm pretty sure I know how much I'm bringing on. <laughs> There's still a chance, Billy. You can get out. You still can. Oh well, we can't get out of our next stop. No. Uh, the hole is another hot spot. Even if she stopped being used tonight. Oh. <laughs> Um, even after it stopped being used in 1957, it still stands. Um, the inmates were hung up by their thumbs in complete darkness after they were given two buckets. One bucket was filled with water, and the other was used to re uh, release themselves. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, I think after a while, it was only one bucket given to them, and the other one just kind of stayed down there. Uh... They were also not given food for three days, which was pretty much the normal amount of time they spent down there. So at least you don't have anything to shit out, I guess. What the hell? Yeah, this wasn't a nice place. That's that sounds a little fucked. Yeah. By their thumbs. <clears throat> Yeah, when like I read that and then saw the buckets, I'm like, well, fucking how does that work? Painfully. They don't get two thumbs up. <laughs> no good reviews there. <laughs> uh, Brushy isn't just known for being haunted and having a real dark past. Uh, is also known for some pretty infamous inmates. Uh, the escape I mentioned earlier was none other than James Earl Ray. Oh, Darth Vader. Uh, well, James you. Earl. <laughs> <laughs> You're close. Uh, James Earl Ray pleaded guilty to the murder and to pleaded guilty to the murder of Martin Luther King to avoid the death penalty in a trial. After he was sentenced to 99 years, three days after Ray recanted his plea. Um, even some of Martin Luther King Jr.'s family believe that Ray didn't do it. Um, he died in 98. He died in 98 after he was moved from Brushy to a special needs facility uh, soon after dying of kidney complications. That was not the dream he had. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to escape like six or seven times, too. Damn. Uh, even though he didn't officially die at the prison, ghost hunters and guides alike believe his spirit still lurks through the cell blocks, um, especially noting activity near his cell. Uh, reports of EVPs, disembodied voices, and footsteps are just a few of the accounts. Holy self will not a Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> he's, not, he's not slithering. Uh, along with James Earl Ray, Brushy had quite the laundry list of notable prisoners. Uh, Brian Luther was convicted and sent to Brushy after the slaying of Senator Tommy Burks. 
Paul Dennis Reed, who was known as the fast food killer, also served time at the prison. Paul was convicted of murdering seven people during three different fast food chain robberies in the late 90s. Hmm. I always thought McDonald's was the fast food killer. Do you want fries? Uh, he them? robbed them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I want a number three in a side of your wallet. <laughs> I think the McDonald's, he like faked a job that he had a job interview and then killed the two workers execution style in the freezer or some shit like that. Hmm, I wonder well, if- at least they're ready for the uh, morgue. Do you guys remember years ago where a finger showed up in the Wendy's chili? Yeah. Makes sense now. Hmm. Finger looking God good. damn it, Dixon. Um, <laughs> the thumb that fell off. Yeah. Uh, through the years, Brushy Mountain saw its fair share of murders, beatings, torture, and all-around death. Uh, disease ran rampant through the penitentiary, too. Uh, at one point, three-fourths of the African-American inmates had contracted syphilis along, and along with the general infections of tuberculosis, typhoid, and pneumonia, it swept through the prison. Um, although the prison didn't hold executions, the death count is believed to be over 10,000 in its over 100-year history. God damn. just want to say shout out to my girl Kesha for putting me onto this place because it was pretty fucking cool to delve into. I mean, the prison did have one wall that was just a fucking mountain. Shout out hmm. to Kesha. Yeah, I'm totally bringing Kesha up every case now. Even if, like, she has nothing to do with it. Kesha's getting involved. <laughs> Maybe one day she'll sponsor us. We're getting sponsored by Kesha. I'll make it happen. <laughs> this place is about to blow. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. <laughs> we'll find I a love way to- your new album, Cash. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't support Kesha? God damn it. I say it's probably more uh, fucked up penitentiaries that we've discussed. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I was trying to swerve you with it. It sounds normal. Sounds normal. There wasn't any planned executions. Like, huh? There, there's, I think there's some, uh, some foreshadowing here. Something that you know indicate that there might be some not planned deaths. Movie purge just in a penitentiary. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling cute, might go shoot some inmates later. <laughs> what do you want for your birthday? To assassinate an inmate. Play rock, paper, scissors on who's picking off which one first. <laughs> rock, paper, what scissors, done. Yeah, shoot. All right, who wants to play cops and robbers? <laughs> Here for the crazies. Should we give him medicine or a bullet? <laughs> the miracle cure. Death. <laughs> He's not screaming no more. <laughs> oh, that was a minor joke. Oh, wait, we're doing lobotomies? <laughs> <laughs> Unplanned lobotomies. Yeah. There was no plan. All the lobotomies were on plan. <laughs> plan B headshots. 
<laughs> Plan B headshots. <laughs> We're eliminating the problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, I believe that uh, is the end of our episode. Yeah. You guys have anything else to share? Don't trust Florida sports. Don't trust Florida sports. Don't trust the farm. Don't trust far don't trust Canadian farms or Floridian sports. Or Tennessee prisons. Or giant ass pigs. Or, or giant ass pigs. Non pig. Non pig pig. Well then, we thank you all for listening. Hopefully you learned something today and enjoy learning it as we full centered on these uh, subjects that interest us. Uh, next week we have the Harrisburg State Hospital and Indian is it actual asylum? Uh, yes. Ah, the Harrisburg State Hospital Asylum. An Indian unicorn and two phobias, arachnophobia and col... You say it. It's your goddamn phobia. <laughs> Colorophobia. <laughs> yeah, the fear of spiders and clowns. Until then, don't forget to full send it this week and enjoy. Full send it. Fucking send it.